Welcome to Season 3 of The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you address the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncy, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the seventh in a series of episodes on the roles that people in key positions play in your strategy. Last time, I discussed four ways board members can make sure they're serving the organization as a whole when dealing with strategic questions. Yet it's not difficult to imagine that a board member could claim to take the approach I suggest, yet be a far greater burden than a benefit to the organization. Today, I'll discuss four practical ways you can become and remain a constructive board member even as you seek to offer an independent point of view. Perhaps most of these will sound elementary, but after 30 years of observing and participating in board meetings, I can assure you that if you do all four, you will distinguish yourself. First, you should build positive relationships with your fellow board members, the chief executive, and members of the broader management team outside of board meetings. You don't have to be in touch frequently or try to be everyone's best friend but you should be comfortable speaking with them on important professional matters. Each of you should be familiar enough with everyone else's point of view that when serious strategic matters are in question, no one is taken entirely by surprise by disagreement or tempted to take it personally. You want a reserve of goodwill to draw on when you need it. Second, read all the materials for board meetings as far in advance as you can. Your board chair should guarantee that the chief executive provides everything a week in advance, or at least a full weekend before the board meeting. But even if this doesn't happen, you need to commit to studying board materials carefully with the following questions in mind. If you had been responsible for setting the agenda, how much would it have resembled the actual agenda? Is there anything missing you believe the board needs to address? Are there items that have repeatedly appeared on the agenda but never seem to have been resolved? Are you satisfied that the information, particularly the empirical data you're presented with, truly demonstrates what the management team asserts? Is it presented in a way that allows you to form an independent opinion about whether the strategy is succeeding? If you have concerns about any of these questions, Communicate with the chief executive or board chair privately before the meeting. Third, during the meeting, be thoughtful about when to listen, when to ask questions, and when to challenge others or engage in debate. It isn't necessary to have an opinion on every question or to take up time with every opinion. You should focus on basic issues of compliance and governance on the one hand and broader questions of strategy on the other. As one experienced board member has put it, you're not auditioning for smartest and best connected person in the room. Fourth, be aware of how much you and other board members are speaking. 
If there are members who haven't said very much, solicit their opinions, especially if you believe they may feel less qualified than other board members. The more an issue affects the organization's strategy, the more important it is that board members share their thoughts. Many strategy failures occur because people who at least suspect there's a problem don't feel welcome to speak up. If you show this much commitment to your responsibilities, you won't be able to serve on many boards at once, but you'll be able to give each your best effort. My question for today is, do your fellow board members arrive at meetings having thoroughly studied all the materials? If not, how can you encourage them to do so? Consultants like me are regular participants in organizations' strategy development, but are sometimes considered, at best, a necessary evil. Next time, I'll discuss the essence of the consultant's role. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person. And be sure you haven't missed any of the previous episodes. If you'd like to receive my twice-monthly newsletter, which includes show notes and a summary of important ideas about strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember, being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncie. Talk to you next time.